All right, we're going to start this one off with, actually, I guess I should just give everybody notice. This is more so for our home church family and for uh, everybody who has supported our ministry. If you're new here to the homeschool, we know that we have a lot of new people coming through it's to so the cool. podcast. It's, it. it's awesome. Um, some are coming from the homeschool to the podcast, and some are actually coming from the podcast going to the homeschool that yeah. we've seen. So that's been... That's really cool. That's really something that we were talking about yesterday. Uh, me and Heidi were talking about yesterday. I was like, man, it's, it's weird because we've actually seen some people go from the podcast now to the homeschool. Yep. And before it was, I mean, it's always been the homeschool going to the podcast. So seeing it that backward, that kind of, that's really neat. Um, but if this sounds out of place or just kind of weird to you, this is definitely more so for um, our home church family and, and everybody who supports our ministry. Heidi and I, we are just continually humbled almost daily yeah by all of you and it's really important i was thinking about this last night but it was, it's really important to know that you all are proving that you are able to live a life by faith all of you have a key part in making that possible, the Lord is using all of you to prove this point. And that is always what we've always only been about is just <clears throat> pointing out, excuse me, sorry, pointing out that we were called to do this and the Lord provided for us through this because we obeyed him despite what was popular in the calling of our lives. And it's been tough. I mean, we have so struggled. It hasn't been fun <laughs> no. in many, but every time we look at each other, we feel really stupid for complaining about it. Oh, absolutely. Or, or even yeah. getting worried. You yeah. know, of course, Heidi and I, I mean, everybody probably has questions, you know, if they have been following long enough. Like, you know, don't they? Yeah. You know, I mean, and it, there's a reality to there's worry there. You know, you're like, man, am I doing the right thing? Like, not really questioning, yeah. not questioning God, but I'm like, am I listening Am I doing the right thing? Is this the, you know, is this the path that the Lord wants from me? Well, because God's timing so often, it's like at the last hour, at the last moment when it's, I mean, we told the one story where it's like our power bill has to be paid by five o'clock today or we will not have power. And there's no, you know what I mean? And literally at like four o'clock, we got the funds to be able to pay. You know what I right. mean? So sometimes you think, and it's like, man, if we just did this or did that, then at least we could just be a little more secure, a little more set. We wouldn't have to stress about it, be down sure. to the wire so often. Yeah, you, you, you begin to want to compromise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's what's... Like, in, we'll live by that, faith, but, like, only so much. And that's what's <laughs> interesting to note about what's recently with my neck. 
what's wrong with you know i have a list i have a list of issues that's internally wrong with my neck but it's left you completely shoulders. disabled but it's, you can't yeah, do anything and that's only that it's come up recently that it's yeah. flared up yeah and right now i am in therapy to get it to the point where i can live with it but i'm not quite there yet and it'll and always you're never gonna be yeah, able to go back no, it'll to, always be yeah you know, always have a little bit of pain. Um, they're not even sure that surgery could even fully fix it because it's just, yeah, it's a long story. <laughs> yeah. But and I don't, I really don't want to make this all about all about me. But that's interesting that that kind of flared up within the past couple of years because I was seriously questioning and feeling this kind of. Well, because it flared up every time you were like, you know what? This is silly. I can't just study God's word and do this all day. Like, I have to go do this. I have to, you know, if we're not going to do our business and you're feeling the call to be home, then I just need to get back into a regular career, regular job, go back to what I was doing, like, da-da-da, whatever. I can't just read my Bible all day because you had had the time in our time off with our business to dedicate right, to, to do seminary. seminary. Right. Um, while our business was in its off season. Right. And so you had that. So then when that stopped happening, you're like, well, I guess back I go. And then all of a sudden you're completely laid out, can't get out of a chair, crazy pain, super that sick. That was the most, that was one of the most crazy times of my life was that, that year. But because... as much as we feel that it's definitely our calling to do this and to live this way, you know, it doesn't mean that it's easy. So no, it's, it's not, not that it's just easy and we just skip all day and like Absolutely rainbows not. float over our house. And no, no, we we stress, we worry like you would assume that we would. But at the same time, like I said, every single time that we do and sometimes, yeah, we're stretched out to the breaking point. But Past every single time point. that we do, <laughs> something happens, whether yep. whatever it is. I mean, yep. I don't want to. You know, I really don't want to come off the wrong way, but whatever it is, whether it's an encouraging word, uh, it could be can turn a whole day around. Oh, absolutely. Um, I can't tell you how many times it was just a little message you know, or something or, somebody sent in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you have no idea how much I needed that right now. Whatever, Thank you. You know, or the support, whatever. But our church family really, truly does make it um, possible for us to do what we do. And we are constantly getting thanks and all these things. And it's like, you know, no, I mean, we owe it all to God. And we just need to just remember that he makes this possible <clears throat> for this to happen, to live this life. It's not easy. There's a lot of compromises you will go through, a lot of periods where you're wondering if you're doing the right thing. Yeah. You don't feel like you're doing the right thing because the world is pulling you one way. Oh, completely. I mean, and then your family, you, your friends, everybody around you. But then you just need to remember to just refocus yourself in God's word and not think about the outside world because that outside world is going to corrupt any pure thought that you have mm-hmm. with us. And I know we've been caught in that many times and as soon as we go right back to his word i think it was uh, we it was on the video that we did together that 
was kind of a fight that we had had recently. Recently, and I was like, I don't know what you want me to do, Heidi. If we're gonna live like this, like we have to live like this. Yeah. <laughs> like this is we have to, we have to realize that yeah, this is what we you know believe and signed up for, and we believe that the Lord's going to take care of us. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like on the daily, but somehow it works every single time. I don't know how it does. I mean, I really, really don't. I mean, it, the world would call this ignorance. Yeah, they would. And, and that's what it's stupidity. And I need to caution everybody that this is also something that many Christians call ignorance. The meanest they comments this. we've gotten about taking believers. this, yeah, this path come from is believers. come from believers. Correct. Absolutely. We've had more support and encouragement by unbelieving sure. friends and family members who think we're just like crazy doing whatever we're doing than from believers. Sure. It's, yep. I mean, if you're new, go back and listen and I really regret telling you to do this but go back and listen to the testimony my testimony and, and our raw intimate and all this uh, yeah, yeah the the raw inner uh inter what'd you call it intimate interview. there you go um that we did with alexis and you know what i will throw this out there again we shared it in the live but we we're thinking about since there are so many new listeners maybe doing another raw yeah, intimate another interview yeah. and that's where our good friend Lex who she has known Brandon and I since before we started dating and you guys that was nearly 20 years ago so it's been a long time that we've been together um, but she has known both of us very well her husband is an elder here in our home church and they work with us and doing everything and um, she asked us we told her that she asked if there's anything that we wanted not included and we said nope you just ask us whatever you know you pray about it and you ask us whatever and so everything was left on the table so that's that series i think it's like a three two or three part um podcast series if you scroll back but we're thinking about doing a new one since there are so many new listeners so if mm -hmm. you have a question or something that you would yeah, like to have asked cool. but you don't want us to know ahead of time what it is because we love that idea of her just throwing them out there to us we had no idea what they were and um go on instagram to in his season and just message her whatever question or whatever it is because we thought that would be a fun fun mm -hmm. one to do yeah that would be doing uh that would be cool to do because yeah. we have but yeah you need to go back and listen to all of that so anyway we just wanted to say a big thank you to everybody who supports the ministry by prayer by encouragement whatever donations, way whatever it is whatever way it is but you just prove that it's possible to live by faith and you guys are definitely living out biblical faith as well by doing this so we just thank you so much and yeah from the bottom of both of our hearts and again we can man words just can't express uh how amazing you all are absolutely so all that being said um i guess this is where we're going to get a little bit more serious and maybe a little bit more harsh lately only because it kind of fits along in with the people that support us um 
and the you know the the new people to the homeschool and different things like that. People newer people that are coming from the the homeschool and listening to the podcast and stuff. Some of them are getting kind of like, whoa, 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 <laughs> what are we getting ourselves yeah. into here? Because um, unfortunately, you know, our podcasts have we kind of had the same audience, although we've been really growing lately. But we've had the same kind of audience for a while. But now that it's just kind of expanding, it's bringing in like a lot of, a lot of question, and it's just pointing out a lot of different uh, things to us. I think that we need to address and just talk about one of them being Heidi and I were talking, and I said, you know, the problem with and I realized this when we, when I went to church, when we had first moved out here and back home in California, when we had gone to like the bigger church. And I was like, this just doesn't feel, you know, genuine to me at all. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like if Jesus died on the cross and got nailed to the cross and everything, like, I just don't feel like this should be a circus show. Yep. I just, some kind of entertainment. Never felt like that, you know? And I felt like, man, why do we go to church to feel good? And then I thought of, you know, that's our, most people's honest idea of going to church we don't get we don't go to church to get fed the word. We go to church to feel good. We want to feel better. We we've had a hard week. We need to go hear some Jesus so we can feel better. And I'm like that that couldn't be any more further from biblically what we're supposed to do i mean this is not going and worshiping the lord is not about you at all and you don't go to make yourself feel good you make your you go to worship god and we've taken the term worship to be like you know worship team so if we're singing... People think worship is music. Right. It's like a genre of music. Right. right. Worship, right. We, I, want, I go to church to worship. Yeah. And you think of the well, music. Do and you, you think always of, get those comments about, you just, I have to have that fellowship. I have to be fed. I right. have to have that. But Do not, you feel that in the sermon? Yeah. Maybe you do. Some of you do. But for the most part, in the church, we do not. Or, I'm like Paul Osher said, not in the church, <laughs> in this this idea, this American gospel idea, which I'm not referring to the movie. I'm I'm referring to <laughs> the um, the I, the type of theology that we that America has built, and the church in America in general yes. has come victim to but 
yeah, we go to worship. We 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 think it's all about the music, and we we're like, man, I want to heal. Uh, I need to hear positive vibes. Like that's that's just that's popular now, right? That's our thing. That's we we have to just. And when people know. make the comments of like, oh, I just need to hear good stuff now. Yeah, I, I was like, that really, that kind of disturbs me a little bit when I hear that. So, if you're new, in thinking that. You're going to get this huge, you know, motivational, positive, go get them speech. You're not going to hear it. And that's not what this is about. It's not about Because it's not about us. And worship is not music. And it doesn't have anything to do with how you feel. It has to do with your spirit connecting and worshiping, true worship, a holy God. Not singing really pretty songs that make you emotionally feel really warm and fuzzy inside. There's just, you go to be fed the word. What is supposed to be preached? The gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news. What's the good news? That you are saved. That Jesus Christ came and died so you can have eternal life. But there's a lot more to it. That's not where we stop. Because then you have to go to Mark and realize that in Mark 15, Jesus said, repent and believe in the gospel yep so repent this whole good news thing there's there's a whole lot that goes along with it it is really good news but it requires some action on your part not work not works action yep and we are completely twisted and i say we just because our opposition lately that we have gotten my heart goes out and i pray for every single person who disagrees with me and that has said very very hateful things that's i i I pray and i love you and I, i i i thank you for existing and being here and i guess giving an ear and an opportunity to hear something even if you don't agree with it so but the opposition is full of just this feed me good things yeah. don't tell me that i'm a sinful horrible person and don't tell me what's wrong don't tell me what's false feed me something good and that's that's so unfortunate because that's not that shows that you do not have a solid biblical foundation if that's where you go like this is a little bit more serious than that and this requires a whole different type of whole different set of of values they're not rules values 
of a completely different kingdom. And it looks nothing like this one. And you are, unfortunately, and it's innocent. So I don't, I'm not, and this is where my heart goes out to the individual people. The people that teach them are the people that you, those are the people that Paul is like, you know what, do you want me to come and beat it out of you? Or, no, the people that teach this and the doctrines these these themselves, these are the things that are the doctrines of demons. And these are the things and the teachers that teach them knowingly. These are the wolves and these are, you are the flock. I'm not questioning salvation or any anything like that. You are the flock. But unfortunately... If you're held captive, which many people are, by this, these, these lies that it, it's, it's honestly that it's, it's about you and that it's, it's to make you feel good and that you can insert yourself into every single biblical story and therefore get your, your motivation and power to move about your, your day. And you can just slay demons and you're a warrior and, you're stepping out of the grave and walking into everything, but that's not, that's not the right, that, that's not truth. That is a lie. And that's where a lot of these things are very, very easy to believe. They look good. You can make Jesus say these things by taking his words out of context. You can make Jesus say a lot of things. Absolutely. Why do you think that every single religion acknowledges Jesus and most of them go, yeah, he's a pretty good guy with good teachings. Yeah, great teacher. Why do you think that every single religion in the world could acknowledge that and agree that not every... Okay, I don't want to... I just know my, I just know the haters. So I know the actually people out there. So no, okay, I'm not summarizing. But for the most part, most religions acknowledge Jesus as some kind of as some kind of prophet or and and most of them acknowledge that he had generally good teachings. He is a great, a great way. A great way. The only way. And that was the thing in the Paul Washer podcast that we had a couple of days yesterday, ago, yeah. yesterday, that his point was, he was saying that this is the, the, he was telling a bunch of pastors right there, this is the beginning of the end of that. Once you get to that period where you're saying that, don't, don't fall captive to these things. But unfortunately, these people are just so... I, I do. I really care about these people that are lost to this. And there's a large majority of them. We have seen that with the Hillsong podcast that we've done. Just the the interaction that we've got from that. And the hate that we've got from believers it's back sad. to that mm-hmm. shows the biblical illiteracy of these things. So if you're not constantly focusing on these things these people think that even 
our listeners, I know, some of them think that, okay, well, this is a constant nabbing at something. And it's like, no, you need to pay attention that this is what's popular in the world. This is what's most common. This is what fits easiest. But this isn't, that isn't necessarily the way. Remember, the way is narrow. It's going to, it's going to be those really sucky times. Like Paul Washer said, he goes, where do they get all the pretty people? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I okay, that was, that was, was funny bad, though. You know, it was funny because it was, like, we don't look like that. We just, you know, that's a horrible, that's probably a horrible, horrible stereotype because you, you stereotype beautiful people with having everything perfectly put together. Absolutely. Um, and I think that that's what Paul meant by that. But I, you know, I'm like, it, that's just, you know, it won't, it won't look like that. And the beginning of the end is when you make it about yourself. Paul, he said in that, that quote, he's like, they don't need to hear from your, your heart. They need to hear from God's word. So I'm, and I agree too. I mean, these visions that these pastors, you know, and, and and these things that they have visions for their flock and their, you know, things like this is just, this is just a bunch of bogus nonsense. And it's sad to see people believe that, because that's 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 a lie. That's a pro, that's a borderline prosperity gospel, and they've they've disguised it cleverly. But we know through scripture that even Satan himself disguises himself so it will be it, it will look like that it will sound perfect sometimes these people will even be doing it not intentionally i think paul washer made a great point where he said that there's two different types there's types that absolutely positively know they are doing this and they are just doing it for profit and for you know, literally working for the devil. And then there's some that are doing it just very innocently that once they read the gospel and they read it, they realized, hmm, this is, this is all kind of morose. This is all kind of difficult to swallow because we're talking about things like, you know, walking a complete different way than the rest of the world and dying to yourself. Dying doesn't sound very good. To yourself especially. That's to your natural human desires. You know, that is difficult. Because that means that you're refocusing everything in your life. And that is... You have to die to yourself when you first come to the Lord, I believe. But that's also a process that you go through. So these are things that, like, this will you'll begin to question things like, you know, your career, everything that you All know, your, your path, choices, whatever, your every single thing will come up, and and you will question it. The Spirit will. I mean, it just does that. The Holy Spirit convicts of sin. So it's it and, it and it purifies. It's it's looking to purify you, and this is a process. So this these things will just naturally come out. So anyway, un unfortunately, you won't if you want that type of gospel. That is a false gospel, 
And that is not something that you're going to get here. You can disagree with me. That's cool. You can either stick around or you can leave. But going back to the people that listen and the people that I need to focus on in my flock and my um, people that not only are listeners but part of the home church as well. I know there's two different types. There's people that listen and then there's our home church listeners. So that's kind of difficult to address both of those groups, you know, because I consider them the same. I welcome anybody, you know, that's listening to come on over and, you know, join. Just we get on the website, get in contact with us, get in contact with you. And absolutely. We have made. We've made family that way. Yeah. <laughs> already. Absolutely. Um and matter of fact we will be seeing one here in the next couple months. She's coming down to, to spend some time with us, so that's awesome. And we cannot wait. So we welcome anybody in that. I mean that's what our ministry is for. But one thing I need to tell the new people too is that who I am and where I came from, just go listen back to that. Don't judge anything off of what you hear now. The reason why I talk about these things harshly is because I was caught in this. And I wish that somebody would have told me the seriousness of these things and would have presented the gospel serious. It would have, and, and this isn't, in my whole life, I was always around, not always. I, I really hate to say that because there was very, but for the most part, I was around a lot of clowns. And it ruined and tainted my view of something and made me walk in directions and do things that I wouldn't have done if I would have known a better way. And I wish that I, w- you know, I, I, regrettable things, just like anybody else. And I think that there's a lot of people, most people are caught in this type of just circus show type, type gospel type churches, um, beliefs. I mean, when I say this, this is, I mean, the, the doctrines and things that people believe, things that people tell, I'm like, where do you get this? I'm like, you understand that this is not even Orthodox Christianity, right? Like, we're not even like, this isn't even my, this isn't even my opinion. This isn't even Orthodox Christianity. Like, I don't think that everything has to fit inside Orthodox Christianity. Give, you know, you need to be very careful, but I don't think there's every single thing needs to fit inside that. Um, there's a couple couple areas there that uh, um that you wouldn't consider orthodox that i don't know um some people don't consider the the rapture doctrine orthodox like somebody like jeff durbin doesn't doesn't consider it orthodox which blows my mind but okay <laughs> so you know i don't think but for the most part I see what these people say, and I'm just like, that's that's not even in line. Where are you getting this? And then listening to these teachers, seeing the emergent church and what the what's what's coming out and where people are getting this, well-meaning people, but you're being taught to have your ears tickled, and that's what you want. So whenever I say something that sounds 
negative towards something or it even sound negative towards like a, another teacher or anything like that it triggers people thinking that it's hate it's like no 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 this is where you need to understand that there is clear scriptural basis and in as christians we are supposed to be able to identify that and these teachers are supposed to teach you these things that you're supposed to be looking at. The things that I'm saying are the things that you should already know. Not that I'm correct with everything that I'm saying. Please don't take me out of context what I said. But everything that I'm saying, you should know what I know. Only all of you listeners out there, you're probably smarter than me. You probably should know it better. But what I'm saying, you should already know because it's biblical truth. And somebody in these teachers should have presented it this way the church should have presented it this way but no we've you know after the you know course after the reformation i mean then it's just it's game for everybody you know everybody went off and said this is what we're gonna do and this is where we get to the point now is it all lost absolutely not absolutely not because our home church, not just us, but there's plenty of ministries out there. There's plenty of churches out there that are doctrinally sound churches. I'm not dumping on churches. Don't take me wrong for that. But, I mean, there's plenty of these 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 places out there that are completely doctrinally sound. So, no, it's not lost, but we're, we're not in the majority. Definitely not in the majority. And then you look in scripture and you realize, well, yeah, we're not going to be in the majority. We don't want to be in the majority. We should be with the gospel, right? We all should have a majority, you know, hey, this is the church. This is the beliefs that we recognize and we live towards these beliefs. But the broad, well-populated path is not mm -hmm. the one we want to be striving for. No, absolutely not. And we know that the, by the things that we say and the, and the beliefs that we have, we know that these things are offensive. We know that these things are not the happy things that people always want to hear. Okay, Paul says in 2 Corinthians that it is the dreadful smell of death and doom to those who are perishing. But for us, it's a life-giving perfume. So hold on to that thought. I'll get to that. But for the rest, it looks and it appears like it's a dreadful death of perfume. It looks like an attack. It looks horrible. It looks awful. When you are standing up for truth and you are preaching truth and, and speaking truth, it's a dreadful smell of death to everybody else around you unless you receive the gospel because those who are being saved it's a life-giving perfume those who accept it those who want to hear it those who understand it's life so these things don't always come off nice they always they may sound like you're focusing on the negative thing but you're not because it's not my main point in all of that though is that it's not my job at all to make you feel good nor is it 
any other pastors, unless it's personal counsel, and and, and we're talking, you know, talking about it. But if I'm getting up there and I'm preaching the word as a pastor or any other, you know, it is not my job. I'm not your motivational speaker. Okay, I'm not here <clears throat> to make you feel good about your life. Matter of fact, I'm here to teach you God's word that the Holy Spirit should convict you of sin and it should it should convict you, it should move you, it should make you realize how much you need a savior. So it should convict you every single time. You should be going in there to feel convicted, not good. Absolutely. There, There's no biblical basis for saying, hey, I need to go to church to make me feel good. I need to go and get me some Jesus today because mm, he's not just some something like that that you can use like a cheap whatever. You know what I want to say. He's not. <laughs> yeah. You can't. In saying that is is horrible. Because nothing about this is is roses and, and is something that we go in to church on Sunday to have a party. Like that that's not what we do. We go to learn. We go to be fed the word because and this sounds all horrible and everything, right? Because we're saying this, so that's not... So automatically people are like, well, this, this is depressing. This sucks. So every time we're just supposed to go in and feel like crap? Well, yeah, exactly. Because you know why? Because the Holy Spirit takes care of the rest. Yep. The Lord is the one that gives you joy. The Lord is the one that leads you into joy. He convicts you of sin and what's wrong in your life, but then also puts what's right, right in front of your face. And he shows you what's important. It's right in front of you. He shows you where your joy is, where your happiness is. He shows it to you. That's his job, not mine. Not mine at all, nor is it any other teacher of the words. It's to teach you what he says and to let him do the rest. We are nothing. I'm nothing. Nobody, me, the littlest nobody to the largest Somebody. Billy Graham. Yeah. Nothing, nobody. It does not matter. None of it matters. All that matters is holding fast to the faith and the truth that we have. We are instructed to hold fast and to and to hold fast to the faith that we have and to defend it. We have got to defend it. And it's a defense because it's it's not happy go lucky it requires a lot you give up a lot 
in the end, you realize that it's nothing. But we're all human, right? We all have feelings. We all have hurts. And we all have reality, right? All this is fine, but we don't see Jesus right now. We have the Holy Spirit, but we don't see him face to face. So sometimes that gets the worst of us. And we go, yeah, all this is great, but I don't see it. So I need to wallow in my own sorrow. You don't understand because this is... So there is some. There is a sort of realness to it. But there is this legitimate reality of how hard this whole life is and how much you will struggle and the pain and we see um we personally get have a bunch of people that we're working with that have all sorts of opposition to everything that they're doing and that are dealing with this consistently and family friends spouse child this is something that we are dealing with too on a personal level Um, this is something that it happens and it's painful and there's a reality to that and we need to to understand that there you know there there's only so much on a human level that you can handle of that but shifting your perspective back into where you should be in his word yep and letting the spirit take you through his word and and giving you the promises and the reassurance and uh, honestly just showing you what you have to look forward to letting the lord do that uh is is the most important thing that i can try to give you to be able to make it an easier process um, because you can only be shown the way. And then, like I said, the Lord just has to do the rest. But once he does, it's a, it's a peace. It's a, it's a joy. It's, it's unexpressible, but it's something that is just, and we share our joy and our love and everything with everybody, no doubt. And that's what our ministry is trying to do, what we are trying to portray. Um, At the same time, it's not easy. And it comes with a lot of opposition and a lot of pain and a lot of second guessing. So I guess what, this all boils down to is you just have to refocus your joy, your happiness, where you're coming from, like what angle you're going about this. You're, you can't come at this to be fed your own selfish worldly desires that you have. You, you have, you've got to, to, come at this completely empty and just receive God's grace. It's not grace is not something that you should we have to rely on it, but it's not something that we always 
want to rely on. And in every other scenario, that is common sense to us, right? If we go the same route home every day and the same state trooper is sitting at the same spot every single day and you speed past him and you get pulled over and he says, hey, I'm not going to give you a ticket this time. But next time I see you speeding, I see you here on this road every day. I'm going to stop you and give you a ticket. Do you speed in front of that state trooper? No, because he has given you grace and you don't want to give a ticket. So in every single scenario, that's okay. That's common sense to us that we say, yeah, maybe we should tiptoe around this. Kind of be careful. Regardless or not, whether it makes us angry, regardless of what our excuses are, I need to get home quicker. I have an emergency. All these, It doesn't matter. That's about you. So in any other in any other scenario that would just be common sense to us with this it has to be common sense to us. We can't just speed past this neglected act like it's not there and act like, you know, we we can't do that. So we can't rely on that to be what gets us through and unfortunately that's all we're we're pushing out there is we just want to abuse the grace of God. We just want to give it into everything. And we want to abuse it so bad that we want to say that his grace allows you to live whatever type of lifestyle that you want to live and follow your own selfish desires and do all of the stuff that you want to do, but nothing about serving the Lord. So, I mean, that's dangerous, and that's something that our ministry will consistently point out and and I will always point you back to the word and point you away from any type of man or me or anything you you always want to go back to the word but we do need to realize how to understand it we need to definitely um, assist with with biblical literacy realizing that Guys, this is a faith that's been passed down. This is something that comes directly from the directly from Christ, directly from the apostles. Right? This this is this hasn't changed since then. That's why it has to be guarded. Is this does not change. This is the same since then. And this whole like it's, earlier we talked uh, I brought up the emergent church and all that is is basically what's what's coming out now, what's popular, what's, what's catching traction, what's going to be in every city in the USA in the next, I'd say, 10 years, probably less. This emergent church movement is more along the lines of just this Bethel Hillsong type movement where even though Bethel and Hillsong are two completely different types, they still fit under the same umbrella of issues with this blessing of just earthly goodness in everything that you do and kingdom building on this earth and focusing more so on self which is shrouded in in biblical obscurity they they do it with that, that all of this is just kind of shrouded so it, it it catches a lot of people, but it's 
like I said, it's just, it's not, it's not biblical truth and it's not, this is not opinion. This is, it's in here and it's not understood as such. So we will, I will always continue to speak truth and it's going to sound harsh. It's not going to sound roses and happiness to everybody. It's not going to be fluff. It's not going to be any of that. It's going to sound harsh to those that don't want to hear it. But man, when you feel convicted about something and you change your way in something and you thank the Lord, you're like, man, I thank you for showing me that. Do you have that type of humility? That you're asking the Lord or you're you're telling the Lord thank you for showing me where I was wrong, when I was wrong. That type that's the type of humility that that we have. Those are the types of things that we go into this to look for, not not to get anything else out of it. So um I guess forgive me for I guess the newer listeners that been listening that this just sounds all the time like the same old repetitive why is he always talking about false teachers why is he always talking about false gospel well we're gonna do a better job i'm gonna do a better job of presenting truth and do a better job of just going back to the bible and just focusing more um on biblical studies instead of just these defending having to clarify and speaking on these other matters so much i think we have such a problem with biblical illiteracy we need to just focus more back on on just biblical strict biblical issues but at the same time um definitely point out where this looks different because most of the churches you go to, most of the things that you listen to, you're not hearing truth. You're having your ears tickled. So you need to be able to how to, to discern what's good and what isn't. And then all the happiness and all the joy and all that other stuff, let God do that. That's not our job. That's not my job. And I will never do that. I will never offer that to you. Don't ever look to a man. Don't ever look to anything for that. Christ is the only person that gives that joy. So don't look for it in anything. Don't go to have your ears tickled. Don't go for any other reason. And if anybody takes issue with the way that I go about these things, I just remind them that... Jude, and I I quoted somebody this earlier, and I do this quite often, but Jude, verses 3 and 4, he uses his whole letter. I'll just read it real quick uh, in ESV, and then NLT kind of translates it a little bit better, but I'll read it real quick to close this out. But, beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. For certain people have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were designated for this condemnation. 
ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ. I like NLT. Does I I like ESV um, for the most part on this, but the the beginning of this NLT translates it a little bit easier for people to understand where it says, Dear friends, I have been eagerly planning to write to you about the salvation we all share, but now I must find that I must write to you about something else, urging you to defend the faith that God has entrusted once for all time to his holy people. So I like the way that, that he says in the New Living Translation there that I must write about to you about something else. I'd love to write to you. I had planned about writing about the salvation and how wonderful everything is and how great it is, right? And I wanted to write you a letter that was going to make you feel good and that was just going to make you just, you know, be able to seize your day. But unfortunately, there's a problem. And this is this is Jude. This is a brother of Christ that wrote this letter. This is not terribly long after the death of Christ and the formation the early formation of the church that we're already dealing with this type of issue and Judas talking about hey I'd love to talk to you but we've got to talk about this stuff we have to because these people they creep in and they destroy the faith that was entrusted to us and that's that's what happens is in that's what's currently happening in a majority of evangelicals today i want to i want to stop saying the church because i think that, that was one point that paul washer really kind of brought up that he actually slipped on and i was just thinking about it and i never meant when i say the church i don't mean the body of christ absolutely not you better watch the way that you speak about the body of christ but I think there's a difference between um, modern evangelicals the system that we and the modern as church and right, what church truly is. And the body is. of Christ. I Absolutely. think there's a huge difference between those two things. Uh, so in the we we have to be careful what we say about the body, but in the the common misconception of the church, I think that's where I think where a lot of that lies. So. That's where this ministry goes, and that's where we will go moving forward. And <clears throat> definitely don't want to come off as as arrogant or attacking or anything, but just want to come out as completely sincere and serious about what we do because this is something that changed my life personally. This is something that I once too believed these same lies that the world's Christianity teaches you but truth be told it's a lot more serious and even the things that are good and look good you need to be careful of those specifically because because those those are the ones that usually are very disguised that you know you're like man it's hard to kind of discern here because this sounds good but at the same time I feel like there's something off so so that's where we're headed, and that's where if you go go back and listen to our uh, past podcasts we've done, we've done many on many different topics. We've done many Bible studies, so 
Be on the lookout, though. We're getting back, jumping back into the Bible study. So look out for those. And thanks, everybody, for, again, for the support, our church family, and then just new listeners, casual listeners, whatever. Welcome and thank you. And if there's anything specifically that we can do for you, be it a topic you want us to touch, a question sure. you might have, something in scripture you're, you're not sure on, um, if you need counsel, you need prayer, whatever it is, reach out, let us know, aphomechurch at gmail.com, and uh, that goes, Brandon gets right back yep. to you, and whatever it is that we can do, we're happy to do so. Thank you, guys. Thank you.